0: what's going on guys, Alex here, and today, during this wonderful, wonderful winter day for me in Latvia I would like to discuss with you digital nomads' lifestyle and whether you'd like to become one of them Talking about digital nomads, first of all, we should mention why this event is simply possible So essentially, digital age has revolutionized the way we live and work, allowing us to be connected to the world from almost anywhere. And as a result, a new way of living and working has emerged, known right now as digital nomad lifestyle. So explaining in simple terms, digital nomads are individuals who leverage technology to work remotely and live a location-independent lifestyle and right now in this podcast episode we'll explore the digital nomad lifestyle its benefits challenges and its impact on work and travel so providing an example for digital nomad lifestyle it would be some type of freelancer or a person who can work from home and essentially if you can work from home so the only thing you essentially need is only a laptop or a PC, but it's laptop in most cases and an internet connection so these people who are called digital nomads in most cases they leave for some countries they would like to live in for some period of time in most cases as far as i know that would be thailand and bali because of pretty low prices compared to some mega policies like new york and los angeles and so that's why you can spend less and uh, live more in a designated location which you really enjoy living at. So the most classic scenario would be living in Bali or Thailand, so essentially the same thing, pretty much the same thing, but anyway. Um, you would be living during winter period of time when it's cold in somewhere uh, in the hemisphere of the earth where it is pretty warm, but that's of course for people who really enjoy being in some uh, but everything who will really enjoy summer. For me personally, the best case scenario would be living somewhere where it's where the climate is more or less cold. So not uh, mandatory uh, winter, so not mandatory Antarctic-like, but uh, something below zero Celsius degrees would be pretty neat for me. But talking about digital nomad term, it has uh, emerged in, in most people's lives and uh, in Google as well, uh, somewhere around two, 2010 so that was the time when the internet has evolved to the to the sphere when it allowed people to work from home to work remotely and of course this niche was not very popular at the time so essentially people like youtubers people like programmers and um, other people for example who have businesses they can um, lead their businesses they can um, do their free uh, freelance work from almost anywhere, and so they have thought that they can do that, and it's not mandatory to stay at home and work from home, so essentially you can make your home anywhere you'd like. And so they started migrating for a pretty long period of time, also depending on the country, because some of the countries doesn't allow to stay in it legally for longer than one to three months, for example, so they have to leave for some period of time or to go to another country. So essentially digital nomads for people with freelance jobs. Talking about characteristics of digital nomads and so including remote jobs, that would be the most case scenarios. It would be different types of freelancers, people who work with media, people who work in IT sphere, and people who lead their businesses. Of course, they are location independent and they are pretty flexible. And the more the more their internet and communication services evolved, the more popular that digital nomad lifestyle became. And, uh, as I said before, the most popular digital nomad lifestyle destinations and communities would be, as I said before, in Bali. If we're talking about the Russian community, it would be, of course, be Bali and Thailand, because uh, Thailand is uh, less expensive as, for example, uh, Moscow or St. Petersburg in Russia. And if we're talking about the United States of America, of course, some of the people prefer to travel around the United States, so the so-called van life, which I will refer to a little bit later, and also the same Thailand, the same countries where it's much cheaper to live in compared to, to the same New York or Los Angeles house pricing. Of course, talking about benefits of digital nomad lifestyle, it would be work-life balance and increased autonomy. Of course, for some people it may be more challenge than a benefit because uh, if you are able to control your working schedule as you'd like you may find yourself in a situation when you are not working at all so sooner or later you'll find that your banking account will say that you are struggling with money but still work-life balance is more than amazing you you don't spend lots of time on commute to your workplace and of course if we're talking about people who travel a lot and who doesn't migrate to some country and then just leave it uh, in order not to have legal problems with the country policies of course in that case scenario we are talking about great opportunities for travel and cultural immersion so if you are talking for example about europe which i know a little bit more about than the united states of course In that case scenario, we will have people, let's set an example of Europe, because I know a little bit more about Europe than the United States of America. But still, the thing is that uh, lots of young people, and it's uh, mostly young people priority to travel and work, because uh, they like and they they may enjoy such a type of schedule, because uh, the more, if we're talking about more adult people, in that case, um, they prefer more to have uh, something like more constant schedule, to have everything planned beforehand. And of course, it doesn't mean that uh, young people cannot have the same values, but it, uh, statistically talking, it will be the mostly mad- mm-hmm. So, for people in their 20s and 30s who prefer digital nomad lifestyle. So, going back to the travel and cultural immersion opportunities, the thing is that the people who are digital nomads, they can allow themselves to travel throughout the year and not only during their vacation time because uh, if we're talking about classic jobs, then you will be working for 11 months and one month per year is you will having your holiday season. So essentially you will you will write home or go for travel and that's pretty much it. And if we're talking about one month per year, it sounds okay, especially if we're talking about the United States, where you have, I suppose, only two weeks of uh, vacation per year, so that's really horrible. But anyway, the thing is that even with European regulations and European standards of one month per year, it's... I wouldn't say that mm, that's more than enough time if you would like to immerse yourself into some type of culture. So one of the examples from pop culture which I can mention about uh, being a digital nomad, or something similar to being a digital nomad, that would be the uh, author of the book Eat, Pray, Love. I know it's uh, it's a pretty corny book, but the film is pretty okay. And the thing is that the main character of this book and the film as well, with, with the same name, of course, um, she was a writer, and she has traveled for three different types of locations. So she visited Italy for eating, so she spent some time there, she visited India for praying, and uh, I suppose she visited Thailand for loving, and of course uh, it's shown some type of her experience over there. So she could write, she could uh, create some content using her laptop, and at the same time she could travel around the world and living where she would like to to live, and so essentially you get the benefits of both worlds. And of course, if we're talking about cultural immersion, if you are able to spend more than one month in some type of area, in some type of country, you can understand this country better, you can create uh, something like long-term connections with the locals, and at the same time you can understand how it is really to live in this country and not just visit it as a tourist. Because uh, if we will be talking about classical traveller, when uh, you arrive to the city and you take a group tour to fight the togo fight thing, like, okay, you will see all of the places of interest, but you wouldn't understand how it's like to live in the city, you wouldn't understand this culture. Especially if you're talking about modern culture, because uh, if you're talking about such type of trips, they are mostly concentrated on the history. And, of course, history is interesting for some people, for most people, I suppose, but the thing is that um, it has very little relatable to modern lifestyle. So if you're talking about the same Latvia, it wouldn't be only dances and uh, something poor. Uh, Of course, Latvia is not the most wealthiest country, but we have a little bit more than that, and uh, actually Latvian culture is uh, much more interesting, especially if we're talking about modern culture, because it's a great immersion, of western eastern and post-soviet region but still returning to the topic the next thing which is actually as a benefit for digital nomads and that's enhanced creativity and productivity for some individuals of course because as some studies show if you are creating if you need to create and uh, you are doing something not precise and So, essentially, if you're creating something, it doesn't matter if you're creating some content, if you're creating, like, anything, then it would... uh, the researchers show that this type of content would be the better done in the spaces where there is lots of free space. So, essentially, doing it outdoors is the best-case scenario. But if we're talking about more precise work, so the same coding, uh, or the work which has um, only one or several correct answers, so for example, mathematical problems, in that case scenario, it would be better for you to locate yourself in, uh, um, let's say, tiny space, so to limit your vision to only the paper or the screen which you're working with, so to limit distractions. But that's still another off topic. So essentially, enhanced creativity and productivity, it works in the way that you can work wherever you'd like. How, would lo- <laughs> how you would like, and you are able to research lots of interesting places. Of course, it's uh, a classic concept of uh, working with your MacBook in a Starbucks, from a Starbucks, but still it looks kinda meh. Of course, comparing with uh, working from a deserted island, where you have your personal internet connection and where you live in some type of bungalow, and so... You know, it's a different type of view you have, you can have a different view every single week. And especially if we're talking about uh, people who prefer van life lifestyle, as, as I said before, I will refer to that a little bit later. But for you to understand what is van life lifestyle, people, these people are usually creating RVs from all the minibuses or buying RVs and they essentially make these RVs, these cars, their home, and so they're able to travel using this car, using this RV, and at the same time they're able to work from... they can have different view every single day, because uh, it's a house on wheels, essentially. But still, both benefits and challenges can be met for anything, so talking about challenges for digital nomads lifestyle, First of all, that would be isolation and loneliness. Of course, the solution here would be not to travel alone, and so, like, uh, do it with your couple, but still, you are changing your location, you're far away from your friends, from your relatives, and it can feel a little bit lonely, and if we're talking about a person who is a digital nomad by himself or herself, in that case, the isolation out of the, the world that you get, that you got used to, it may be pretty challenging. Of course, the next question, which uh, I suppose uh, can be addressed to all of the freelancers and uh, the most people who have uh, some type of work-for-yourself schedule, and that's lack of stability and uncertainty. Because if we talk about freelance contracts, you never know when you will have the next pretty big contract, and uh, what, how would your client actually would look like. Because uh, I have worked some time uh, as a freelance translator, and I can honestly say some of the clients are pieces of shit. Because they doesn't want what they want, but they doesn't want what you have provided for them. They don't know how to correct it, but they want for you to correct it, and you're like, what the hell do you want from me? Like, explain it in a simple terms. And that's actually uh, one of the reasons why the same chat GPT and AI will never never conquer the market uh, comparing to human labor, because in that case, uh, the people who are paying money would have to correctly explain to the AI what they really want, and if they cannot explain what they really want they cannot get what they want, so obviously, and there's no reason to argue with AI, so you're arguing with the machine and that's pretty, like, you feel yourself pretty dumb if you will do that comparing to a real-life, person, human, freelancer, who you can uh, tell whatever you'd like, like... And uh, and still, you know that on the, on the second uh, computer, uh, on another part of the globe, there will be sitting another person reading it, and, and you're like, okay, I may feel something good from uh, for making the other person's life miserable, but anyway... Let's continue to the lack of stability. As I said before, freelancers always meet with that, and the same goes to uncertainty, and uh, in first place, it goes to financial uncertainty. Because you can plan your route, you can plan almost anything, but if we're talking about finances, the most people who I have uh, known from YouTube the same, or TikTok, who are digital nomads, they have a pretty big amount of money, in their bank accounts only for their only because of the reason that uh, it would maybe some week some month some, some year maybe even when they will not have a pretty big contract and so that's why they need to have this uh, safety pillow financial safety pillow called a parachute if you if you know what that means just in order to survive, because uh, uncertainty, it's uh, really stressful, and you want to limit your stress factors to as less as you can. Next question from the challenges list, which of course is uh, very long, but um, as for benefits and both for challenges, I have chosen only three of it. So, still talking about challenges, we are talking about technological and logistical challenges. Of course, if we're talking about a person who only needs for their work, is a laptop then okay that's perfect you can uh, travel you with your backpack and that's pretty much it but if we're talking about uh, let's say graphical designers let's say youtubers uh, let alone podcasters like professional podcasters not me who has like one mic connected to the laptop but if we're talking about people who have a huge audio setup if we're talking about youtubers with a huge video setup so it's pretty Difficult and pretty logistically annoying to transfer all of this to another designated location. So for example, one of the person which I have been following on YouTube for pretty long time and uh, whose style I really enjoy and uh, if we're talking about the visual style, that's Nikolaus Kristol, And he's originally from Germany and he has lived for some time in the southern Africa and now I suppose he lives in Venezuela And still he has limited all of the things which he takes with him, to bare minimum which he really needs and which he really uses, but still he travels with, I suppose, three or four suitcases only just for his professional lifestyle. And that's with own clothes and all of the personal belongings, if we're not talking about work. So essentially, it would be logistically pretty difficult, and if we're talking about when lifers, for people who use the car as their homes, in that case, it can be also pretty expensive to travel if we're talking about different continents. Of course, if we're talking about Eurasia, so Europe and Asia, it is connected on land. So you can go there on land, let's say through Russia or uh, through Turkey. But I suppose that you wouldn't like to go through Russia because the roads there, as a classic stereotype, which is actually true, are pretty shitty. And if you would like your van to go up, so to collapse at the end of the road, russia is your choice so essentially you would like to go to another continent let's say on ship and if we're talking about transferring a pretty huge van to another part of the globe so let's say from europe to northern america it's pretty expensive and uh, even if we're talking not to going to another continent let's say you would like to explore iceland so iceland essentially is an island. Is an island uh, to the north from the United Kingdom, so it's pretty far away, and uh, you, you usually you travel there using plane. But if you have a van, if you have an RV, in that case, you need to go using a boat, and it's pretty damn expensive, especially for RVs. That's also one of the reasons why lots of people create their own home on wheels using old vans, using old cargo vans because cargo vans they can be treated as a usual car when RV is treated a little bit differently so it's uh, more economically logical uh, in terms uh, in long term and of course in short term if we're talking about pretty good RV pretty good RV which is already made out of the factory it would be more expensive than a transformed cargo van. But still, returning to technological challenges, talking about technological challenges, one of the first challenges which was always, uh, always there when we, when we were talking about freelancers and people, especially for the van lifers, that was internet. Because before Starlink, there was pretty shitty connection in a lot of places. So even if we're talking about Latvia, it's a pretty small country with the pretty good internet coverage, but still, on some roads you couldn't get even 3G internet, so the speeds are pretty shitty, and if we're talking about the whole Europe, and uh, let alone something like Asia, let alone something like South America, you may have no places with the internet connection, and if we're talking about freelancers who have, uh, like, already deadline, so it may be, it may happen sometime when you do not have enough internet, enough good internet connection for you to upload your project and even if you had internet connection uh, the speeds in most most cases are pretty shitty and if we're talking about videographers whose project may may take hundreds of gigabytes then you would uh, spend uh, lots of time just uploading your project but still as I said before Starlink right now it solves the problem as far as I know you need to buy for two hundred dollars um, all of the hardware for the Starlink and that subscription service uh, for something around 60 to 80 bucks, depending on your location, per month. And it gives you access to that internet connection almost all around the globe. Of course, uh, it's limited in Russia, because in Russia, if you're talking about Russia, uh, they are limiting uh, lots of things, and that's one of it. But if we're talking about Europe, about Northern America, and lots of countries in the Southern America, uh, it's pretty good coverage and pretty good speed. The only thing that you need to do, you need to stop your van, essentially, and to find the perfect place, the perfect space for, for your satellite coverage. So there will be some places where the satellite coverage will be pretty shitty, but of course you wouldn't do that in some type of forest, because if you are trying to get internet connection in forest, so there will be obvious obstruction, the satellite signal, so essentially go as high as you can and with no visual obstructions. But still, talking about the impact of the digital nomad lifestyle on work and travel. So first of all, and it changes the traditional 9-to-5 work model, and um, if we're talking about uh, the same latency, it would be more like uh, 8-to-8 or 7-to-7 with a 12-hour schedule. And if we're talking about both of it, for me personally, it's pretty horrible, because I would uh, very likely prefer to work as much as I can, because uh, there are some days when I can uh, do lots of work, and there are some days when I'd prefer to lay go and do essentially nothing. So you may say that's bipolar disorder, but I would say that I have just my own preferences. Anyway, the thing is that it changes the traditional 9-to-5 work model, and even if, uh, if lots of people have thought before that uh, it's not gonna work for lot of people, The COVID has shown us that lots of work can be done from home, and if it can be done from home, it can be done from almost anywhere. So, essentially, you may work from from anywhere you'd like, you may study from anywhere you'd like. Of course, if your institution, if your school or your workplace is advanced enough, of course, if we're talking about the same medical field, it's pretty impossible to Care of patients uh, on a distant learning on, or distant uh, work, so you cannot work from home if we're talking about work in the hospital or ambulance, so that's uh, non-negotiable here, but still for lots of uh, creative specialties, for lots of IT and so on, it's more than possible. Of course, the next thing which we would talk about, and that would be growth of the gig economy and remote work opportunities. As I said before, COVID has proven that lots of work can be done from home without unnecessary meetings, without unnecessary office hours. Of course, it has always shown that lots of people really struggle with working from home and the productivity is uh, collapsing in lots of spheres. And let's, for example, say game dev, because the game dev was actually struggling from work from home, because uh, people have spent lots of their time actually procrastinating or simply not working, because there are a lot of services online which allow you to seem as a present, um, let's say, at the Zoom meeting, but you would um, essentially be sleeping during this meeting, while the screen actually shows that you are, like, doing something, talking, like nodding your head, etc. And going next is uh, that it has a pretty great impact on tourism and local Economies. So, essentially, digital nomads are, in most cases, people from pretty rich countries. And they prefer to live in um, countries where it is uh, much cheaper to live with uh, the pay grade of the country with a pretty high pay grade. So let's say you're from um, Switzerland, so from Swiss originally, which is known to be a pretty expensive country with a pretty good uh, paying grades, But you decide to live, let's say, somewhere in the northern Germany, because northern Germany is much cheaper than the Switzerland. Or the same may go to the Scandinavia, and Scandinavia compared to, let's say, Spain. So you are working for a Scandinavian or Switzerland company, but you live at the same time in Spain. So essentially you are paying much less. So you get the best of the both worlds. You get uh, the less. uh, less expensive and you have more pay grades or more benefits. And it actually, uh, actually helps to these countries because a lot of countries actually the main, uh, the main part, which uh, provides uh, finances to the country is actually tourism. And so this type of tourism, so when people are not just visiting their country during the summer months, it's actually pretty good. And uh, it has a really great impact. And, uh, of course, it wouldn't be 21st century, it wouldn't be the year 2023 if I wouldn't insert here some top 10 advices for digital nomads from artificial intelligence So, here we go First, prioritize your work-life balance because one of the biggest benefits of the digital nomad lifestyle is the ability to work from anywhere but it's important to set boundaries and maintain healthy work-life balance to avoid burnout of course, it can be also uh, applied to lots of other spheres, not only digital nomaders. But the thing is that if we're talking about freelancers, it's very often that um, you do not work for the whole week and then, oh shit, I have deadline like in two days and I haven't even started the project. And you're working like for 24 hours straight and not uh, going out of your PC just to finish the project in time. And next thing, also plan ahead, like before arriving to a new destination, like research the local culture, visa requirements, cost of living, and so on, in order to avoid unexpected expenses and ensure pretty smooth transition. And of course it can also be applied to some um, cultural uh, things in the countries. So let's say uh, you have uh, tattoos and you would like to visit uh, and live for some time in Japan. And, um, as you know, like, Japan is pretty strict with tattoos in, like, public baths and so on, so, and uh, in the gyms, even. And so it would be a pretty, pretty nasty thing to find out it when you are already in the local gym in Japan. So essentially research ahead, so simple, like, top, top 50 facts about the country you're planning on visit. Next thing is embracing the community, because digital nomad communities are growing all over the world and connecting with other remote workers who can provide invaluable support and networking opportunities. Of course, if you would do research uh, digital nomad's uh, lifestyle, there are lots, lots of uh, things written down on Reddit about digital nomaders, and they have their own communities, they have their own um, hostels, hotels, uh, some of them even uh, rent like a big F villa and live there for, for like five or five to ten people let's say and so they are living in this huge F villa they they're paying like 10 cranberries a month of course like, exaggerating but still and they can get the best of Everything, so they have their own community, they, they can go to events with the people they are familiar with And so essentially, the thing of community in the digital nomads lifestyle is pretty neat Next thing is, uh, same as before with all, of digi- with all of others' work, is uh, to stay organized Because uh, with a constantly changing environment, it's important to stay organized with your work and, uh, of course, personal lifestyle uh, because uh, use of digital tools and apps to keep track of your schedule expenses and deadlines can be crucial to your business can be crucial to your work and can make your work much less chaotic. So if you know that uh, you should visit Strap to see your um, to see your money that you have gotten, you should visit um, some other services like, let's say calendarly for the appointments you have like it um, it makes your life much easier and even if you are not able of coding like anything, there are lots of things which can um, automate lots of work uh, and connect lots of different services. Next thing, of course, if we're talking about digital nomads, then that's important and that's stay connected. Because while the digital nomad lifestyle offers freedom and independence, it can also be isolating, and uh, you need to make sure to stay connected with friends and family back home, and uh, to be meeting new people along the way, and uh, still visiting your relatives, your friends from time to time. Because otherwise, uh, it can be really depressing, because uh, you are far from home, you're far from people you really know and you really care about, and so, like, you, it may feel like you are alone in the world, so on, uh, on some type of island uh, in the middle of nowhere. Next thing, and that's of course important, too, not only for digital nomads but still, and that's to keep a routine. That's establishing a daily routine, and then that can help you to stay productive, focused, and uh, even in a new and um, exciting environment. Because I, I have heard from uh, one, uh, one for you and for. Uh, who who was talking about why he has chosen to work in IT and um, that was that you, as he said, I was told that uh, you can work from the beach using your laptop and that's pretty amazing but when I got to the beach, working from beach was the last thing I would do there because uh, you are in the classic atmosphere where you most likely will be enjoying yourself You would be relaxing, so working from there, it's eh, not the best thing to do. Next thing is uh, invest in a good work space and uh, whether that would be a co-working space or a comfortable coffee shop, like um, finding reliable workplace, workspace, and uh, that's essential for staying productive and avoiding distractions. That also can be gone to the routine part of these advices because uh, If you have a routine, you know that you will go right now to that coffee shop, you would go right now to that space where you have been working for the last two weeks, then that's some type of routine and your brain actually can turn on work mode much faster than um, comparing to the, matter of fact, when you will be switching uh, different types of places to work at. Next thing, that would be maintain a healthy lifestyle. with access to local cuisine and activities, it can be easy to neglect your health while living with that digital nomad lifestyle. So, essentially, we are talking about people who spend a lot of their lots of time um, in front of laptops, in front of screens, and that's pretty easy thing to do. So, that's what um, it's needed to be done. So, prioritize exercises, healthy eating, self care. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, I have heard of one of the gyms, one of the gym companies, I suppose that from the Virgin Airlines uh, which provides you one of the things which they provide and that's access to all of their around the world facilities so not only from the United States but also in uh, most locations around the world, so in Europe, in Asia so on so that's one of the things which can be done, so essentially you keep your routine, you stay organized and you maintain your healthy lifestyle. And the next thing would be to be adaptable because digital nomad lifestyle requires a certain amount of flexibility and adaptivity. And what do I mean by that? And that is to be prepared for unexpected challenges and always have a backup plan. That was the thing which I was talking about when I was talking about the money because uh, you never know when uh, lots uh, of work will stop and when you will just stay low and uh, have uh, no project to work on for pretty long period of time. And the last thing which AI actually advises for digital nomads and that enjoy the journey because above all like you need to remember that enjoy the journey and embrace the adventure of living digital nomad lifestyle. Um, that's, that is the thing what uh, it is uh, in the digital nomad like core because this lifestyle offers the opportunity to explore new cultures, meet interesting people, make unforgettable memories, and, and at the same time you are able to do it all throughout the year, not only during your vacation time. And as promised, all right now about van life, uh, I have touched this subject a little bit before, so essentially, van life you buy RV or create home on the wheel from a cargo bus, like let's say Volkswagen or Mercedes, and uh, you create something uh, something as um, it is on a burning man. So um, you live in a car and the car essentially has like shower, it has toilet, it has, it has small kitchen. Of course, it's uh, very uh, space limited, but still. As I said before, internet access can be provided using Starlink, so, also from the company Space X by Elon Musk, with a portable antenna which allows you to get internet access almost anywhere in the world. So the work for for these people, the job of these people would be freelance, let's say, media protection, as, as I said before, IT. And the best case scenario is not to do it alone. So it will be a, some type of stability for people, because uh, as far as I know, for people I have followed for a pretty big amount of time, that was people who were traveling in pairs, so essentially two person, maybe even working, not working in the same field, but they are both working on, that us so freelance or work from home, so distant work, and they were traveling together to different uh, countries, to different regions, with their bus, with their car, with their RV, and uh, that that allowed them to have something constant in their lives. So they are using uh, these common wheels for very, very long period of time, and, that, and they know that when they will move to another location, there will be one person of the least, one person they are acquainted with, they live with, so it would be a friendly face every single day, but still, it can cause uh, some troubles, but that's a uh, topic for another psychology subject. Talking about personal benefits for me, because uh, if you're talking about digital nomads, I prefer the digital nomad style uh, of band lifers compared to classical digital nomad, and uh, the benefit for me is uh, travel via, while being able to earn money on the way, of course it can be applied to classical digital nomaders, but uh, you are able to travel much more often and much more convenient compared to classical digital nomads, because you can change areas, cities, countries almost every day, if you would like so. You are not limited and it's much easier because all of your stuff is already in the van, which can be transported. Of course, ability to live in cheaper countries, the same for classical digital nomads, but less spending the living, that's neat. And, of course, I always liked ability to do something uh, on the way, to do something in the new places, so it doesn't matter or working, studying, gaming, watching films. Perhaps, I suppose, it comes from the childhood, when it was designated places uh, for specific tasks, uh, like watching a film, so it would be cinema. Like, play, uh, like, playing outside, it would be only in this area, in this yard. And... Uh, and so on, so essentially when you would find yourself somewhere in the woods with your family, and you're like, I can watch a film right now on my smartphone, yeah, because you're doing the same thing you have done before, but in a new space, so that's pretty exciting for me. Of course, there are lots of risks, Uh, risks, uh, for example, of ban on cargo cars and uh, on some roads and um, areas, because, uh, of course, it would be much more expensive to transport the whole car with all of the stuff in it around the ocean uh, to some other continent compared to only traveling uh, by a plane with the uh, like five the uh, bags of stuff with you and of course if your RVs, your car breaks on the road you are left with no home and with very limited amount of stuff because you need to get it repaired to get it fixed and you essentially will have to find a place to stay, you will find a place to work at, and if are talking about specialties which require lots of equipment, then it's uh, really annoying and it's really like, risky. And of course the je- uh, number one risk for van lifers and that would be uh, if these people are staying out of the camping sites. Because I have heard too many stories about van lifers being robbed during the night when they're sleeping on something uh, somewhere around the ro- along the road, because uh, RV can be spotted pretty easily. And uh, of course, one of the risks, it is uh, to be killed if you have left your engine on, especially during winter times, because uh, what people were doing, what these people were actually doing, uh, and that's uh, pretty horrible, they would, uh, using tube, they would insert fumes from the van inside the van and so while you were sleeping and you you wouldn't notice it and uh, you would get um, carbon oxide poisoning and essentially you would die from carbon oxide poisoning and so they you will rob uh, the, this whole van so that's pretty risky so planning beforehand with pen life is also very important especially if we're talking about not safe countries I would not get the list here but I suppose uh, you have a couple of it in your mind right now But anyway, thank you for being here with me, thank you for joining in, I hope I got you interested in the digital nomad lifestyle, the same as I, and I suppose that in the next couple of weeks you will have lots of recommendations on YouTube and TikTok about remote work, about digital nomads, and van life. Once again, thank you for being here with me, hear you next time.